Hey mama, it's Christmas week. And during this Christmas, many are around family members or in-laws that may pose, well, a challenge to get along with. Who has a cousin Eddie out there? Maybe it's a cousin Eddie that many don't like or is just annoying and you can laugh about it later or maybe it's something a little more serious. Maybe it's a family member that you have had a falling out with or you just can't seem to see eye to eye and it's fighting and arguing all the time. Do you dread seeing them? When you have family get-togethers or they are coming over to your house, do you put your defenses up and know exactly how things are going to go when you see them? Your jaws clench tight and dread. All your muscles are tensed and tightened. Your mind is racing with thoughts of all the things that could go wrong and all the fights that may happen. Then, when you see them, your defenses instantly go up. Does this sound like you with those certain family members? We are talking today about how to handle those difficult situations with family members you may not have the best relationship with. So grab your coffee and take a breath. We'll get through it together. Are you sick of always feeling rushed? Does it feel like you're constantly forgetting things? Are you frequently frustrated and snapping at your kids, spouse, or all of the above? Are you ready for peace and joy to flow through you in your home? In this podcast, you will find solutions to bring peace and joy back to what may feel like chaos. It is my mission to help you be restored to who God intended you to be so you can wake up refreshed and excited for each new day. When God speaks of restoration, it is always in abundance, and when restored, it is better than how it started. If you are ready to say yes to the life God created you for and for peace to flow through your home, mind, and spirit, then you have come to the right place. I'm Jen, a wife, mom, and Jesus lover. Wherever you are starting from, if you are ready to find peace, joy, and your sanity once again, or for the first time ever, along with getting back to the root of who God created you to be, this podcast is for you. Find a new joy-infused marriage and laughter and fun to replace the stress and frustration with your kiddos as you join me for real talk through the pain, struggle, and joy and freedom on the other side. Good morning and Merry Christmas, everybody. I can't believe it's almost Christmas already. Time has gone so fast this time. We have been doing all the baking this week. It's so exciting. And then last night, it was quite an eventful evening. So our heat actually went out. Um, We have a boiler in the garage and it's been making some weird noises. And last night it was getting down. It was almost like 61 degrees in the house. And I felt the baseboard heaters and there was no heat coming out of it at all. Oh my gosh. Thankfully we have some great landlords and they're getting somebody out today to take a look at it and get it fixed. And we have a pellet stove and a little space heater. So One of the babies got a space heater and the pellet stove was going for the rest of the house. It doesn't get to the back bedrooms too well, but we survived the night and we're here today and we'll get it fixed. But it was quite eventful. After we got the stove going and I got all the the kids all situated, we plopped into bed and we just laughed about it. Okay, first big event in the house. So all about your mindset. And then we slept well. All bundled up, but we slept well. And now I'm all bundled up with some really hot coffee and recording this. Not quite toasty, but (laughs) it's okay. We'll make it through. We're going to talk a lot today about mindset as well. So the first tip I have for you for getting through those difficult, difficult family member situations is to start by expecting the best, but prepare for the worst. Expect things to go well, have a positive attitude, and make sure your mindset is in a positive state. Does this family member say or do things that are rude or inconsiderate? 
decide ahead of time how you want to respond to that situation. If you're preparing for those difficult situations in advance, that means you're not going to be reacting to the situation. So if you're in a reactive state, you're you're probably going to say or do things that you don't mean or, okay, maybe you do mean them, but you really shouldn't say or do them. So decide ahead of time how you're going to react in that situation. I have a family member that I do love so much, but when they come into our house, they don't take their shoes off. Now, taking shoes off sounds like a minor thing, but remember, we live on a farm. There's animals and dirt, and boots are worn out with the horses. And (laughs) if you're out there, you're bound to step in some horse poo at some point. So this person also works on a ranch, so their boots are worn out with the horses all the time, like all day, every day. So it's not just simple dirt on our shoes. Shoes come off of the door. We have little kids that are on the floor, and you mamas know, as hard as we try, our littles at some point are going to pick up something from the floor and put it in their mouth. I don't know about you, but I don't want James picking up something and getting horse poop in his mouth. Yuck. So the shoes are going to come off in our house. So I know how things are going to happen when this person comes over to our house, and I just hope and expect this person to decide to take off their shoes that time, but I'm also prepared for them not to take off their shoes. And I have to decide ahead of time how I'm going to respond to that and what I'm going to do. If not, in the heat of the moment, I could say or do something that might make the situation a little worse. And we don't want that. Number two is pray. Pray before the family member gets there. Ask God to intervene in the relationship. Sometimes there's nothing we can do about that situation. And we just have to give it up to God and ask him to intervene and make a change. And then ask God to give you patience for this other person. I know I've been there. Sometimes you just want to sit and stew in our anger and frustration and it can get the better of us. Ask God to help you not do that and give you some patience. And then ask him to help you see this person the way that he sees them. Remember, God created them too. He loves them and there's a purpose for them just like there is for you. Ask God to help open your eyes so that you can see them the way that God sees them. Ask God to work in their life to change the way that they speak and act. And then this is a hard one, but ask God to change you. Yes, I know the other person (laughs) is the one that needs to change in our minds, but ask God to show you how you can change and what you can say or do. Do you have a part in this? Do you do something that sets the behaviors in motion? Or could you respond in a better way to help diffuse the situation? Ask God to show you and be open to what he says. I'm still working on this one, definitely. I still revert some to when this person lived with us in the beginning of our marriage. So they needed a place to live and we let them stay in our home. We didn't charge rent. We didn't have them pay for food. We're just trying to help, even though finances were tight for us too, because we love them. Things were said behind my back that were really disrespectful and hurtful, and they were undermining to our marriage, and we were newlyweds. And there were lies said to us, and my husband was disrespected over and over again. And as a wife, knowing how much my husband was doing for this person and how important honor and respect is to him, it was really hard to see that happen in our own home. This person just didn't show any gratitude and they took advantage of the situation. I gave it up to God after we had them move out. I knew I needed to change my mindset and my attitude about the situation. 
I can't change the way that he behaved, but I can change the way that I see the situation. I can change the way I think about this person and what they do. I have forgiven them and I do love them, but when certain things come up as little as things like not taking off their boots at the door. And it takes me back to when they lived with us and those feelings start to come back up again of being disrespected. Because I know what's going to happen and how I'm going to feel and everything that's going to come back up inside of me, I pray every time I know this person's coming over, I know what's going to happen. I ask God to give me patience and love for them and to change my attitude. It's not an easy prayer. And if I'm being honest, this person has disrespected us more times than I can count. And the flesh in me wants to be rude and disrespectful back. But that's not Christ-like and that's not showing love. So I pray and ask God to help me because I know I can't do it on my own. Pastor's been talking about honor in our Sunday morning services. And it's so good. Something that he said this past Sunday made me realize why it's so hurtful when something small like not taking off their boots happens. This person is not honoring us in our home and it hurts. So I pray every time and I ask God to intervene in this relationship. Number three, take control of your thoughts and emotions. This goes right along with number two. You have to ask God to help you with this one because sometimes it's not easy Well, a lot of times it's not easy. If you let your thoughts go wild, they're going to take over. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we are destroying arguments and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We have to take our thoughts captive. It's up to us. Don't let them run wild. Your thoughts and emotions, if not taken control of, they'll spin out of control and make the situation even worse. I know the moment my family member walks into our home with their boots on, my thoughts and emotions are not going to be Christ-like. I make sure at that first thought to pray and ask God to help me with my thoughts and emotions. Don't sit and stir in it and hash out the conversation you sure would love to have with this person, because I know we all do it. I don't, it won't do any good, and you'll just get more upset instead of focusing on God, and maybe have a Bible verse ready to replace that thought. When you have thoughts and emotions that you need to take control of, it's important to have something to replace it with. You can't just get rid of one thought and not have another to replace it. You just leave room for it to come back or for other thoughts to come in that don't belong there. So go unprepared. Have a Bible verse that you can replay in your mind that's going to help you when those thoughts start to come up. You'll be amazed at the transformation that takes place in your mind when you replace negative thoughts with those godly thoughts. I know it's hard to do, but it helps big time. Number four, talk to your spouse or another trusted family member. Make sure somebody that you love and you trust knows what's going on. Talk to them and ask them to be prepared to step in. If you feel yourself getting out of control or just need to take a breather, that way they're prepared and they know what's going on. My husband knows how I feel, and because I have a difficult time controlling my thoughts and emotions around the situation, he'll step in for me. Sometimes, in order to change our thoughts and emotions, us as women need to talk it out. Like, that's just how it goes. And if that's the case, make sure that it's someone that knows your heart and that you act- you do love this person. Make sure it's someone that knows your heart and can help you see the situation for what it is. If you go to one of your girlfriends and start venting about the person and the situation, and they're just going to spur it on more by agreeing with everything and just catering to your emotions, then that's not the person that you should be talking to. 
This isn't just venting. You need to talk to somebody that's going to be honest and helpful. Not someone that keeps the emotions high and cater to it, but somebody that keeps you in check. Sometimes I catch myself just trying to vent to somebody that I know is going to just continue things on. And then I just get more worked up and my emotions get higher and my thoughts get worse. And I have to catch myself and I have to stop myself because that's not the person that I should be talking to. I should be talking to somebody that can can keep me in check. Number five, talk to the person you have conflict with and let them know your hopes and expectations. Now, this isn't always going to be an option. Sometimes you've tried this over and over and it doesn't do anything. Or sometimes the person is just not somebody that you can talk to like this. But try talking to them about how you hope the visit will go and set those expectations. If the person knows the expectations, they may be more likely to change their behavior. Not all the time, but it's worth a try, right? This isn't always going to work. We have set the expectations for shoes off in our home, and this person is aware, but chooses not to follow that. But we did our part, and since those expectations aren't being met, my husband is going to have to have a more serious conversation with them. But we try to diffuse the situation by setting those expectations. And it doesn't always work, but we've tried. Number six, try to see the other person's side of things. So try to see their point of view. Where are they coming from? I asked if this person had bad feet and needed support from the roots. If that's the case, we could have something for them to change into. Something supportive, like some supportive slippers. There's some of those out there. and We just would keep them here at the house and have it ready for them. I was trying to see where they're coming from and find alternatives that will make us all happy. That wasn't the case, but at least I tried, right? Seeing their side of things can help you put it into perspective too. It'll help you have a little more empathy in the situation. Now, sometimes their side isn't correct, but sometimes your side isn't correct either. So just try to see their side of things and their point of view. It's not always going to work, but sometimes they just blatantly don't want to take their shoes off and they have no problem being disrespectful. It's really hard to see their side of si- it's really hard to see their side of the situation. Number seven, remove yourself if necessary and just take a breath. If the situation begins to escalate, you may need to remove yourself from there so that you can take a breath, compose yourself without making things worse, and letting your emotions get the better of you. Sometimes taking a break from the situation, breathing, calming down, and working through some Bible verses to help your mindset can help diffuse the situation before it gets worse so it doesn't get to the point that maybe it did last time. It's hard to be the bigger person, but oftentimes we are the ones that have to be. Sometimes no matter what we do, we can't change the decisions of other people, but we can do everything in our power to help improve the situation by controlling our thoughts and emotions and keeping our mindset positive and asking God to reveal to us what we can do to help the situation. Then continue to pray for God to change the heart of the other person involved. We have no control over anyone else, just ourselves. So by standing in prayer and in faith that God can do anything, even transforming the other person's heart and mind, changes can come. But while you wait for those changes, it's okay to take a step back. If distance is what you need from the situation to protect your heart and mind, that's okay. It doesn't mean you love them any less. Continue to pray for them. Find find ways to still visit, but have short visits until you can see a change. Do they live far away and want to come for a visit? Let them know that you would love for them to visit, but tell them in a loving way what the expectations are. And if they can't be followed, then they're just going to need to stay in a hotel or find other sleeping arrangements. 
This can be expressed in a loving way while still being able to keep the peace in your own home. We love our family, but sometimes getting along with certain family members is difficult. So just continue to love them, sometimes from a distance, and pray for the situation to change. God can transform lives and hearts. He can do that for your family as well. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and can enjoy your time with your family this year. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.